0: Welcome to More Than A Mission, a podcast where we explore what it looks like to discern God's calling to live an active, intentional life of sharing the gospel. Each week, we talk about the way God is moving in our lives, around the world, and everywhere in between, as well as how God's call to missions may apply to your life. Ready to explore your calling? Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the More Than A Mission podcast. Uh, my name is Micah Targerson and I'm joined, as always, by Andrew Carlberg. Hey guys, how you doing? And sometimes now he's blessing us with our presence, Zaya Henderson.
1: What's up, guys? How are y'all? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is exciting, guys. Like, this is this is the first time we've had all three of us uh, together in, in a while, it feels like. I feel like we haven't done a Zoom call with the three of us in a little bit of time here. <laughs>
2: I don't think it's been since the McKinnons, probably.
0: Uh, No, we had the training camp one. Well, I Uh, guess that we released the McKinnons after (laughs) training camp. (laughs) Media. (laughs) 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 Uh, But we've got a kind of a new thing that we're we're doing tonight. Um, The first time we've ever done this on the podcast, we're doing an episode based on like, a question or a suggestion that we received from someone else so from someone from our our squad h squad shout out chelsea smith um asked she says so i'm curious to know if there were any moments at training camp that the lord spoke to gave images dreams etc to you andrew and zaya Uh, if so could you guys like do a podcast and share on that and i thought that was a really good question and so here we are (laughs) um it's been a little bit of time since training camp like almost two months Mm -hmm. um we're just not on top of things but i think i think it's still a, a really good topic to to speak on so i'm gonna open it up to you guys to get us started do you guys have anything I guess how do we want to start this? Like anything that the Lord spoke to you directly at training camp?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, training camp? No, but since being on the field, yes, it's been a whole lot.
0: All right, please share. Still relevant.
1: <laughs> so um, we just got to Wisconsin. We came from Chicago and everything. And in Chicago, I've had I had a dream like it was like sequential, so like night for night. Uh, first night, I had a dream of waking up to a baby cooing. Like I could hear a baby laughing, crying in the background that woke me up. Uh, second night, same thing, had heard a baby cooing, laughing, crying, woke me up that way. Um, third night, I had a dream that I was cheering for a baby because like, you know how babies like rotate from the back to the stomach and that's like something they are supposed to do. And like, I was just over the baby cheering for it and everything. And then three nights go by the, and then the third night I had a dream that was laying on a woman's belly just listening to it like a baby in the in her belly so that was my dream um it was very interesting so luckily I was able to talk to uh Nicholas Gold about it and everything he was like maybe God is trying to give you something different because I know I already said in the previous podcast I want God to break me but he's like what if he's trying to give you something that's not like a breaking process maybe he's trying to give you like life instead of being broken so I was like oh Good way to think about it, but didn't really consider it that way. But yeah, (laughs) interesting,
0: yeah, interesting. Yeah, the dreams that you have never, uh, I I should say they always surprise me. (laughs) I never know what you're gonna say.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, that's the main one. I just had a previous one that's kind of different than the last one. Um, it's more like, it's completely different from the baby because I had a dream that I was watching myself being buried and then a flame creeping on the ground and from my gravesite producing a tree and the flame wrapping around the tree. And as the flame wrapped around the tree, it made more shade, like grew the tree and produced more shade. And the Holy Spirit clearly saying, are you willing to be buried for me? So like okay, that's completely different from the baby, but I hear you. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: What does that even mean? Like, like, what, I guess, like, what do you think that means? Like, are you willing to be buried for me?
1: I don't know. So, like, that morning when I woke up, I couldn't remember it, like, at all. All only thing I remembered was Grave into Gardens. So that's what I wrote in my journal. And then we had a worship session later on in the day, and that fully, like, brought the, brought back to my remembrance. It was like that was the dream. Okay, so that's why I wrote "grave garden is in my journal. So, don't know exactly what it means, but it's gonna be exciting to figure out what it means.
0: Huh. Interesting.
2: That's cool. I have I have thoughts,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I kind of feel like I just want you to wrestle with it. Yeah. I, mean, I would love to hear your thoughts also but <laughs> i mean when i think about being buried i just think about the fact that like you see nothing happening mm-hmm. yet like that is the process that like is necessary for roots to be formed and for fruit to be produced and so mm-hmm. like i think the simplest thing that i think of is like being buried like are you okay letting the lord work on you in a way that like isn't you in the spotlight isn't you being the one seen but like simply going through the process that nobody sees, yet like that's the thing Um, that produces fruit.
1: See, yeah, I would have considered that, so thank you.
0: Andrew (laughs) with his wisdom, what's new? (laughs)
2: Uh, To answer that question for me, I think there's like a few things from training camp that I really took away. Um, but if we're going to start with just addressing like images or like clearly spoken things, uh, I didn't experience any of that at training camp, but I did. Mike has definitely heard this like three times now. Um, like, I don't even know. That was over a month ago now, probably like two or three weeks after training camp. Uh, there was a handful, like nine of us from H squad that were staying at a lake house. And there was a night where we were just like sitting in some worship and prayer down on the dock of this lake house out by the water. And there's a song that Maverick City kind of just made more known, but it was actually first done by House Fires called Fresh Fire. And there's a part in that song where it starts like saying over and over, so light a match, let it go, set a blaze uncontrolled. And as that line came, I had an image that was like bird's eye view of a bunch of us from h squad walking through a forest To the left there was like this perfectly lit up tiki torch path that we could keep following and to the right there was a path but it was like complete darkness and we would have no idea what's down that road and we had six matches um which is where the song came in but like we were so like you think about you light a match and you start walking right it stays lit for like five seconds maybe you get to see a few steps and then it goes out and so we had gone three matches worth of steps in down this dark path where we couldn't see anything and at that point then we had to make a decision um we could either use the remaining three matches to like get back to safety and like get back to like like the path we had just walked to get back to the lit up path or we could use the other three matches to walk even further into the darkness of having like no idea what's in front of us, no idea how I get back, complete uncertainty and unknown. And immediately I thought of a passage um, in like, I think it's 2 Kings 13, it's around there, if it's not exactly 13, but I'm pretty sure it's 13, of a prophet named Elisha. Fun fact, Elijah and Elisha, probably my two favorite characters in the Old Testament. Um, <laughs> And in this passage, Elisha is like on his deathbed. He's about to die. This great prophet who is like spoken into battle after battle after battle. And they've won in like ridiculously weird ways because of him. And then there's a King Jehoash who comes to Elisha and he's freaking out because they're getting attacked on all four sides of the city. And Elisha is about to die. And this King Jehoash has no idea what he's supposed to do. Elisha starts telling Jehoash to do all these like weird things. Like the first one is to open a window and shoot an arrow out of it. And, like, it continues on with a bunch of weird things. And then it gets to a point where Elisha tells Jehoash to take his all of his arrows and jam them into the ground. And Jehoash jams three into the ground and then stops. Elisha says, you should have used all six of your arrows. Because of that, you will defeat the enemy on three sides and you will fall on the fourth. And that's what ends up happening. Elisha dies. That's where the story goes. And, like, immediately my mind went to that, right? Because, like, it makes it makes sense that Jehoash had questions like an arrow is not meant to be stabbed into the ground. Like it's meant to be shot at an enemy yet. Like the Lord through Elisha asked him to stab this arrow into the ground. It's like in the exact same way, the question for us with the matches was like, are we going to be willing to use all six matches or are we going to play it safe and like keep the three that in that case would get us back to the path or like, in Jehoash's case would like still let him defend himself against the enemy rather than like fully being surrendered to the Lord um and so yeah I think that's like a big and scary calling truthfully like hey step fully into the unknown and have no idea (laughs) like but it was a really cool like word image that I had in in a time of worship and prayer
0: Yeah, that's, that's an awesome one, Andrew. And um, I guess a little spoiler alert here. Uh, you'll be happy to know that I spent some time today uh, attempting to learn that song on the guitar.
2: <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> so you might be hearing it in the near future here. <laughs> or like the next 11 months. <laughs> that, that too, yeah. <laughs> um, I think for me...
0: I had, I had a few interesting things. I think I'll start out with some, like one that started um, kind of before training camp, but I had no idea what it was until like, something had happened at training camp. Um, but it was earlier on when uh, Andrew and Jose and Caitlin and I were traveling around the country. We were doing that epic road trip out west. And we uh, were in Arkansas visiting another one of our World Race squad mates, Ashton. And there was one uh, day where we had this, just like this time of worship and prayer. And um, Andrew was playing, Andrew played this song on his phone. uh, Is it All I Really Want? Is that what it's called? Yeah. All I Really Want by Summit Sounds. Um, And I was just laying on the ground, like, Listening to the song, praying, and I got this image, and like this is something that's never really happened to me before, um, but it was just this like very vivid picture of like this like a trampoline wall, um, you know, like where they like jump down and they hit the trampoline at the bottom and they come back up and like do cool tricks and stuff. Like we didn't do any tricks, but um, like I saw there were these five people standing at the top of this trampoline wall, and like. We all like jumped or fell down at one time. And we, when we hit the trampoline, like we went in different directions, but some of us were together. So like, it was two people went this way, two people went this way. And then one person went uh, in a completely different direction as well. And I like, I remember not being able to like distinguish like faces or like genders of these people or anything like that um but just very vividly remember five people and like going two two and one and it wasn't until like a couple of days after we had gotten our team assignments at training camp that like something just clicked and I was like no way what the heck and uh, so like those five people that were there during that time of worship were myself Andrew Caitlin Ashton and Jose and, like, just looking back on that now, like, those five people are, like, going in the directions of that vision that I have. Like, Andrew and I are on the same team for the world race. Like, launching will be on, like, not just the same squad, but on the same team. And the same is true for Caitlin and Ashton. They're, we're on the same squad, and they're on the same team. And then Jose is now on a different squad and going in a different direction than, than the rest of us. So it was, like, wow. Like, I I don't know if that's like exactly what it was, but like, it seems to make sense. (laughs) Um, So that was the first thing that I had. And then another thing that like the Lord really just kind of spoke into me and like, I kind of learned a lot about at training camp. And it was something that I spent a lot of time praying about. And, and uh, I guess, hearing things so to speak is just freedom and like freedom in who I am in Christ and like freedom in who I am in the kingdom and like that I I'm worthy to be a part of the kingdom that because of what Jesus did for me I'm worthy to to be a part of of what he's doing and um like that's just something that's always kind of held me back is like I've never I've never thought of myself as worthy or kind of had this attitude as like why me? Like, how am I good enough? Um, And there was one, there was one time during one of our worship sessions at one of the days uh, during training camp where we took a break from like singing and music and uh, just spent some time in prayer. And, you know, people were going around and like praying with each other and, and whatnot. And there was a moment where I was just standing there by myself praying. And then one of our squad leaders, Connor, came up to me and uh, asked if he could, he could pray with me. And um, he kind of just spoke this over me and said, like, when he, like, he was getting this, this image of me as a knight or like a warrior riding into battle. And like, I, I was on my horse, I had my sword and my shield and all of my armor on, like fully equipped to, to go to battle. But this armor that I had on was like way too small. And it was like, it was, so it was really tight. And so it was just like constricting me. So I couldn't do anything. And I'm, I'm riding on my horse in the battle, like not being able to move and like not being able to, to defend myself or use like the armor and the, the shield and the sword that I'm equipped with, because I, I'm like, I have this thing that's constricting me. And um, so he just like spoke this freedom over me to like, release myself from that like constriction like release myself from this armor that that is too tight or this armor that's holding me so close and like to just give me the freedom to move and to use these things that I'm equipped with to to like fight the battle for the kingdom Hmm. Uh, so that was something that that was super cool And, and honestly like that's kind of the first time I've ever had someone speak something over me like that so at first I didn't know how to take it, but having spent some time like in prayer and like reflecting on it, like, honestly, I can't describe like how true all of that was. Um, so there's a lot of just growing it and learning in that. Um, another, I guess if you guys have anything uh, to add, feel free to jump in. Otherwise I have like, I think I have two more things actually.
2: <laughs> I got one more thing, but you can keep going.
0: Uh, All right, right. I'll do one more, then you can go, Andrew. (laughs) Uh, So the next thing that I have is, if we were in another, I think we had just finished a training session, and like towards the end of our speaker, we just went into another time of like prayer, and we had been talking about the Holy Spirit and hearing God's voice, and so like we all just spent a little bit of time uh, to ourselves, praying, uh, listening to God, and um i guess something to know about me is that like i'm a very fidgety person so i guess like when i pray and when i worship like i'm always like if i'm sitting down like my legs are usually tapping like going or like i'm moving my hands or like clapping my hands or i like to walk around uh sometimes too when i pray and i was sitting there praying sitting like sitting in a chair and I just heard the Lord say, like, be still, like, just be still, stop moving. Just be still and, and be with me. And it was like, as soon as I heard that and like stopped moving, um, another one of our, of our leaders from our squad came over and prayed with me again. And the very first thing that they said was I'm getting this vision of you as a statue. So like a statue, something that literally can't move. And, um, the statue was made of alabaster and like just filled with oil, like like super expensive. Like think of your most valuable, valuable sort of thing. And all of a sudden, like God just breaks this statue and out comes like this oil, this most valuable thing. And just like this picture of uh anointing God, like like giving up your most valuable thing uh to praise God. And so it kind of just, like, got me thinking, like, just, like, let yourself be be filled with the Holy Spirit and be broken. Like, what what am I holding on to? Just let it all go. Lay it all down. Be broken. Like, let my richest, most valued thing, whatever that is, just let it out and, like, use it to glorify God.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I lied. I have two more things because that made me <laughs> think of one. All right, go ahead. <laughs> um, that Very similar to that one, honestly. um, There was a moment where we were sitting in a worship session and <clears throat> I basically, like I just sat on the ground and started praying in the middle of the worship session. And as I was doing so, I probably been sitting there for five, 10 minutes. And in that started like, thinking back to it's gonna sound weird uh, but the week before training camp I had been staying with the family the McKinnons actually who we had on here in Indianapolis and their little son Mason had been like raising if that's the right word three caterpillars and then like they turned into butterflies and the big day came to release them and so we go outside yes, like barefoot, it's 30 degrees, but you know, Mason really wants to let these butterflies go. So we go outside and they have this cage thing and they put the net down and like the butterflies just sit there like for a solid two minutes. And we finally had to like kind of flick them off and make them fly away. Like they wouldn't leave the thing, even though the fencing had been gone. And as I was thinking about that, I also had this image of like a hand that was like Trying to be extended, but it was like slightly not fully open, and so like the question from the Lord was just like what, like what will it take for you to be like 100% surrendered, not like 95%, like what is that remaining five percent of like wanting to control or wanting to like trying to figure out what would come after the world race and like any amount of like trying to control what comes next in life it was him asking like what is it going to take for you to just like step into freedom. It's like very much like the butterflies who could have flown away. They are just like sitting there, even though the cage had been removed. And then immediately, like after that finishes, a dude from our squad, shout out Timon, walks up to me with a notebook and he had like drawn something on it. And he goes, oh, this is gonna sound crazy, man. But like, does this picture mean anything to you? And he had literally drawn a butterfly. Um, so that was pretty cool. The other story from training camp uh, that I would share is I've shared with a, quite a few people on our squad um, but like never leadership about this like pretty big wrestling battle I have been going back and forth on um, coming into training camp just about like the last five years of my life since college like I have constantly been put in positions of like influence and leadership and like It's super beautiful, been like a ton of fruit, been really growing. I've like loved it. But at the same time, I've seen in myself, like I see a clear like passion and gifting specifically towards evangelism and towards teaching. And like due to that passion, I have seen myself just get like thrown into leadership because people look at that passion and they're like, oh, you should lead. And like while I think I'm equipped and able to like lead and to lead well, there was so much of me that selfishly like, really desired to have a season where I was just like set free from the responsibility of leading to like be able to focus on ministry in the sense of like evangelism and teaching without having to focus on like managing people while doing that and truthfully came to training camp and like day two they talked about like I don't even remember what the passage was um but more or less like if you have a gift use it and to not use it is to like completely dishonor the Lord and I was like okay well guess that seems like (laughs) a very clear word into that Uh, and still like kind of kept wrestling through it a bit and then the day came where we got like assigned our teams and the leadership roles within that and like I didn't end up having to get a leadership role but like what makes this way further is later on in the week we were sitting in our teams, I think it was me, Mike, and Paul were sitting and Doug, one of our mentors was just like listening and overheard what we were talking about. And I like shared with Micah and Paul, like that thing that I had wrestled through and just like the answer I saw to it. And Doug pulls me aside and says to his wife, Chris, as they were like praying over leadership, like as they were talking about me, Chris had a vision where she felt like she heard a very clear word that they were supposed to just like, let me be free for a season. And it was just like, okay, well, that's pretty crazy considering like I've wrestled with that in prayer for like three months, told people on our squad, but like never told anybody in leadership. And like Chris has this image, which leads to like the answer that I like selfishly wanted, but didn't really like know what was going to end up coming.
0: Dude, that's so crazy. And I think that's one of the things that kind of blew my mind with everyone at training camp is just these like recurring times where someone would share that this is exactly what i've been praying and like someone that i've never talked to about it before comes up to me and says Mm -hmm. i like heard this from the lord and and like just reaffirms everything that that person had been praying about which is just absolutely crazy (laughs) yeah
1: Oh, I forgot about one also so I do have an extra one.
0: <laughs> Go ahead man we're all ears.
1: Yeah so this one was at training camp that my mentor spoke over me for the most part. Um, So she saw me this like the day that Dion was speaking and everything about being like the open bottle and everything. Um, So it was definitely I don't know something about that message definitely resonated with me and at that point, I was praying to myself and everything, and then I just started bawling like crazy. Uh, that was pretty much like the first time I've cried after my mom died, like even for like the year anniversary, you didn't really cry that day, like went to see your her, her grave site, no tears shed, and I struggled with that. Uh, but then at training camp when Dion spoke, it just kind of flooded out and my mentor came up and laid a hand on me and it's like, hey, like, I just see you. Standing over, even though it's like completely different, she just like I can see you standing over, like a just dead bones and everything, and you're rejoicing from it, like you're having like a huge celebration because of this type of thing. And it's even more funny because that morning, I just felt drawn to read like the Valley of Dry, the Valley of Dry Bones. Didn't even tell anybody this. I just saw, I just read the Valley of Dry Bones and everything. And after speaking to, after she told me that, tears came out even more. And going through that, I didn't really think anything else about it until getting to Wisconsin for debrief. And at that point, we were taking over our taking over from semesters. So semesters were going home and we took over their whatever they were doing in Wisconsin. And they did letters for us, like prophetic letters, just random letters. And they were handing them out in an open mind. It was pretty much the same message that my squad mentor gave to me at training camp. I was like, okay here yeah so it was just cool seeing like no tie-in at all how us look at the same message
0: yeah yeah that that's pretty cool man and i think you know we're, we're talking about you know this pretty broad topic of of how the lord speaks um but i know for me um like the word and then like confirmation from other people is how i've seen it most often at least just in my life and so it's cool. I always love hearing stories uh, of other people's experiences like that too. Um, the last one that I have was on one of the days at training camp, we had broken out into our teams, So we had already gotten our teams at this point, and they had like a, a team discussion thing for us to do. And in one of the, the parts of that discussion was we were to read through Ephesians 4, Uh, where it talks about like the gifts of the body, like the gifts of the body of Christ. And, um, and then like discuss what gifts, uh, like we see present on our team or like, are like we see in ourselves. Um, And so we had gone through them, like the, the gifts are uh, apostles, prophets, evangelists, uh, pastors, and teachers. And so we had, like, we went through the team, uh, everyone kind of said what they thought they were, or, like, if they didn't really know, kind of expressed that, too, and I'm the kind of person that never really, like, has labeled myself before, like, the world race people always talk about Enneagram, like, personality tests, all that good stuff, and, like, I, I don't know why I just, like, refuse to do those, like, I, I don't want, like, I don't wanna be defined by some test or something like that. And so even with like these, the gifts of the body, I've never really like read into them or looked at it or like tried to think about what I might be. So I was one of the people that said, I have, I have no idea. And like after we had gone through everyone, we had like at least one or more people identify with um, four out of the five gifts. The one that we were missing was apostles. And I think it was that same day we had broken out into, uh, like we did sessions with guys only and girls only. And so there at the night session for the guys, we just spent some time around the campfire. And uh, I think it was myself, Andrew, and a couple other people, um, spent some time talking with Chris Scott, who is uh, uh, one of the higher up in leadership for the, the world race at Adventures and Missions. Uh, and he kind of just shared with us how he viewed himself as an apostle and like gave all the the reasons why he thought that and I was like oh interesting and that same night after he had left and like we were all getting ready for bed Andrew and I were sitting over by like we were standing by the like the water jugs uh, at our table at the camp and I just remember Andrew saying like hey you know all that stuff we just talked with Chris about and like how he shared, like how he thought he was an apostle and like all the reasons why, like, I think that's you. And I kind of just looked at him and like, I never, like, I never, usually never agree with anything that people like tell me that I am or like things that they see in me. Like, usually they'll tell me something and like, no way. Like there, I don't see that at all. Like, there's no way that that's, that's true but Andrew said that. And I was like, you know what, man? Like, I think you're right. Like I, when he was talking about it, I was thinking the exact same thing. And so it was cool to kind of see after that day, like to see that all, all five of those gifts of the body were, were covered. But then to take that even further, this, a couple of days ago, this past Saturday, actually. So today's Monday, two, literally two days ago, I had gotten a call from someone who is uh, very near and dear to me and and to my family and um, someone who I I had talked with about the world race and fundraising and, and all that kind of stuff multiple times before, but never like saw anything come in. I never saw any donations or anything like that. He called me on Saturday and we got to talking about like training camp, how we're actually launching in january all that good stuff and then he kind of just goes i i've been hesitant to to support your trip one because i i just thought that it was going to get canceled so i didn't want to donate before or like before i knew you were actually leaving but now that you're leaving i want to cover the remaining balance of of your trip which like huge praise it's something that i i've been praying over um, for a while now is to be fully funded before we launch just to like give my full focus on what we're doing at the world race and like i kid you not he said the exact same thing he was like i i've waited for a while now and like you're getting close to launch but i want to i want to do it now so that you don't have to worry about it when you guys go out and it was just like the sweetest thing and like got got to talking about like Him just being so proud of me for just being willing to like do what the disciples did and just drop everything and go out and follow the Lord and 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 share the gospel and as we were talking and like we were talking about you know the disciples and and things in the bible he he like spoke over me like I just see you like growing into this like apostle type like character and I was like oh my gosh (laughs) and to just see something that like literally months later something that i thought i had already like come to terms with and and accepted but just this continuous like continuous affirmation from the
2: lord it 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 was just incredible to see (laughs) that's awesome man i was gonna ask for that story so glad i got it (laughs)
1: i'm glad i was able to hear it that's what's up man
2: yeah dude it, it was so cool and
0: i like I couldn't believe it. I still don't know if I totally believe it yet. Like
2: it, it just doesn't feel real. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yo, more than a mission fully funded. Heck yeah, yeah. dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. That's awesome. Uh, I got one more quick one as you were talking. I remembered it. Uh, also cause you know, I probably shot her out again since it was her idea, Chelsea. So there was a night at training camp where we had like signed up in shifts so that everybody like our squad was praying for 12 hours, whatever, through the whole night. Someone was praying at all times. I think it was three people at least were praying at all times. And I got to the start of that. I was there from like, I think we started at like 10 and went till 6am or something. So I was there for the first like half of it from 10, 1030 ish to 2am. And during that time, Um, more or less like a guy on our squad named Mitchell and myself were kind of just like leading the time and we kind of hit like a little lull space where everyone was starting to get a little tired. And so we started listening to worship and I have a playlist of like 400 something songs on my phone. And so I'm playing songs and for whatever reason, I'm like, you know, it doesn't really seem like it fits, but I feel like I'm supposed to just like play new wine. And so I play new wine. And then there's like a very brief explanation from that song uh, in scripture is that like, we're told you can't put new wine into old wineskins because in the process of going through that fermentation, a wineskin would get rigid hard. If you put it through a second time, like it would explode. So it would ruin the wine and the wineskin. But there was one way you could actually go back and like make an old wineskin skin be able to go through that process again. And it was to soak this thing in oil and massage it like incredibly hard. And so it's this just like beautiful imagery of how often in life we pray for the blessing, the new wine to come. And so often the Lord's answer is like to put us through pressing, not out of like wrath, not out of like feeling like we have to earn it, but out of like pure mercy, because he knows if he hasn't massaged us to the point of being able to handle the gift, we will like destroy ourselves and the gift in the process. And so I share that. And then Chelsea just like starts crying and then tells me the next day why that like, she had had somebody in her church, like prophesy that exact song and message over her, like the week before we went to training camp. So it's just like, randomly pick a song and then share something I know with it. And then it's just like, yep, it's really, it's just super interesting to me in life. The times where like, specifically with teaching where I've like stood on a stage and thought I knew what to talk about. And then some like random rabbit trail comes to mind and I share that. And like, that actually ends up being the thing that like, drastically like impact someone's life because like that's the exact thing that they've been wrestling through so it's just like holy spirit's wild that's that's the end statement of that yeah man if
0: you guys haven't been able to tell yet like just time and time again the lord is speaking to us and and uses the people around us to to also confirm what he's telling us um so chelsea I hope that answered your question. Uh, thanks for giving us this podcast episode idea. Um, but we would love to hear from you guys too. If you guys had any, any moments at training camp or things that the Lord spoke over you for yourself, the squads, uh, whatever it is, uh, don't hesitate to reach out to me. I'd love to, to hear those and to be able to share those uh, with, with uh, everyone who listens to the podcast. That's going to do it for this episode, guys. Uh, thanks for joining in and sharing how the Lord's been speaking with you. We'll see you next yeah. week.
2: See ya. See guys.
0: We want to thank you for listening to More Than a Mission. For more information and to keep up with our ministries, follow us on social media at More Than a Mission Podcast or email us directly at more than a mission at outlook.com.